Hey, everyone. Hey! God damn it, Josh. Hey, are you? Okay. I was, I was literally, literally just going to go, how long can we go before there's a fart in this episode? What? And, God damn it, Josh. I Wait, what? I, I thought I was the small child in this relationship, and yet, and yet, Josh. Fuck no. I mean, I am a small child in this relationship, but I am Rod. He is Fart McGee. And hey! We are, and we are Murder Moose. <laughs> Josh, Josh, how the fuck are you? Dude, I'm doing great. I love your face. Always look forward to today of all days. A fucking Tuesday. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I had a burrito today. Taco Tuesday. It's a good day. Always. I mean, you were Canadian today and you pulled a Robin Sparkles and you went to the mall. So that's always good. Let's go to the mall. Hey. Today and reappearing for our giggity episode. We are episode 69. My my brother from another mother, Jerry. What is up, my man? What is going on? I'm happy you're back. Hey. I I am so excited to be talking about Treat by TLC. It's like one of my favorite songs. Dude. Don't go chasing <laughs> waterfalls and then now everyone's no, no, but us. yeah, I'm I'm super stoked, man. Dude, I always dude, love coming on the show. Dude, Creep is uh, a wonderful movie, and we're gonna have a good time talking about it. Um, I wanted to say, what the fuck have you guys been watching? Have you guys been watching any cool shit? You've been watching any unique shit? Have you been watching new shit? Jerry's always watching something, but. I've been watching Ooh. Boba Fett, actually. I, I, I got into it. Everyone's telling me to watch Yellow Jacket, and that's on my list to start this week as well. So. I hear that. I've seen people going off about Yellow Jacket the last couple. I finished Dexter, so it's apparently that was like their one-two punch that, to get people back subscribing to Showtime, and it worked out. It bring back an old character everyone loves, followed up with a new property that is kind of in the same realm, yeah. and everyone's staying on board with uh, Showtime now. Because apparently it's fucking great, so I'm excited. Yeah, I know literally nothing about Yellow Jacket except the marketing seems pretty good. Yeah, it's know. got the the one girl from Scream in it too, so she's kind of having a little moment. Oh, the uh, the main character, right? What's her name? No, 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 the one on the couch. The oh, one is oh, like, look behind you. Yeah, the sister. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry, what have you been watching, my man? Uh, the only thing new that I've been watching, I watched Heat last night, which isn't new. It's oh, hella yeah. old, but great. Uh, uh, ben Wheatley's film, In the Earth. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard. Uh, it... Oh, my. Dude, I love Ben Wheatley's stuff. Like, Kill List is one of my favorite movies. Filled in England. It's good. Like, dude, In the Earth, it's it's full core and, like, yeah. echo horror put together, and it's such a trip. Yeah. It's, it's great. Dude, In the Field is one of those movies that I keep going. Free Fire, dude. Free Fire was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I my wife liked the the what high rise. Build in England. Oh, high rise yeah, is yeah. really good. Yep. Um, I haven't seen that, but my wife's also like, as I think Jerry, uh, we told you when we we hung out. Uh, my wife would leave me for Loki in a second, but that's that's besides the point. But no, I uh, I think most women would. Yeah. So. In the field is one of those films that it, it is like. Wait. It, in the earth, or he's doing the next what's bag. The, what's, the, what's the field movie called? The field in, field England? in England. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was combining things. That movie is on those lists of most fucked up movies ever, which is funny after because I watched, as I, I was messaging Jerry through my mind trip last night of watching Creep and then immediately starting House, the Japanese movie we <laughs> talked about, which is just a bad idea, especially when you're getting ADHD spikes like I was. It was just a fucking thing. Yeah, well, a, uh, we. It wasn't too long ago since we watched it too, so it's like it's still fresh, 
And that movie is like maybe a once a year at most yeah. movie to kind of watch. It's yeah. hilarious. I saw it in uh, theaters, like it, um, Calgary Underground Film Festival. Actually, ben, they brought Ben Wheatley's uh, Free Fire. That's how I saw that was the Calgary Underground Film Festival. And uh, right. yeah, they brought House and I got to see the like original print of it and like the trailers that came before and stuff. I thought yeah. I loved that. I, I interviewed Ben Wheatley very early on in my writing career, and it was one of the to to this day it was one of the most awkwardly painful interviews of my life. Yeah. Like that, on my fault, not yeah. his, because like uh, I was kind of like I was kind of like green at it, and I, would, okay. I had no idea what to like ask the dude. And it was for his film uh, Sightseers, which I'm a, a big fan of. I haven't seen. And that God, one. Yeah. it was such a bomb. 2012. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a horrible interview. It's funny, man, because I laugh like uh, people that like, you know, I've met and who've done like interviews with big people like my buddy uh, Zeke did a uh, when he, he he's like big on Twitch. And when he uh, Twitch used to like bring like they had a studio they were running and they would, you know, bring in people to like, you know, do content with them. And they were bringing in wrestlers and they had him uh, interviewing CM Punk. And like <laughs> when he, he didn't know who CM Punk was really. CM Punk didn't like wasn't very uh, happy with that and was kind of an, a dick to him the whole time and like uh, after sucks. after like everyone else is like you know nice and everything like that who, like but it's it's weird because yeah I mean CM Punk is CM Punk man we, I mean talk about the girl on the third floor and uh and I don't even know if I told you this Jerry when I watched uh, Jacob's wife with uh with Brian mm-hmm. for the show I didn't realize CM Punk was there with the, the, the cop mustache at the end of the movie. And I'm just like, God damn. Oh, oh shit. That was CM Punk. <laughs> so, um, I watched over the weekend. I think I messaged you after I watched it, Jerry lucky, which is on mm-hmm. shutter now. And that film was a, f- another talk about another trippy fucking movie that like yeah. isn't like linear at all. And like makes you sit there and go, Maybe it is linear, but I don't, you don't even know. The movie's just out there wacky. No, you keep asking yourself, is this really happening? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. It, well, I mean, we talked about uh, Come True a while back and like that same kind of thing, but that movie just kicks you in the dick with it. It's not real at the end. It been and it yeah. just completely like goes off the rails. Um, and that's another. It's another uh, like Shutter film that I just go, damn, this is just like high quality shit. And you just go between that and the what the f-? they did the one about the uh, the like publicist or, or author that went around killing people that were like talking shit to her online, um, which was like Swedish or Norwegian or something like that. That that's I don't on. think I saw that one. It's real, real interesting. It's. How I just how I describe it, you know that end scene of J- in Silent Bob Strike Back where they run around and fly around and kick the asses of people talking shit to them on the <laughs> internet. It's like that, but she kills them instead. So they like take oh, that, wow. yeah. And it's it's another like I think it's Norwegian or like it's yeah it's, it's Eastern Europe I think. But uh, it reminds me of Super. Yeah, kind of yeah. like oh, that, that's actually another thing I've been watching. I'm like, oh, James Gunn, right? I've been watching Peacemaker, and that's so fucking funny, dude, man. I love it's it. It's so funny, dude. That's I. I honestly think it's one of my new favorite shows because it's so. I, I just love talking to like people like my parents about it. It's like, oh, I love this show. You're gonna fucking hate it. Don't watch it, like, <laughs> dude. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I love the Suicide Squad and everything James Gunn. Yeah. Really. I, I d- 
this the scene from the like the third episode's making the rounds in the internet where the the uh vigilante character sits down at the table with like Robert uh like Patrick or Robert that's what his name is the T1000 right uh, mm-hmm. and he just calls calls them all out for yeah. being super racist so good. And, and it's just like oh shit the scene is wonderful the show whole show is just John, and the opening yeah like, dude bumper my, for the show is so good dude. my wife watched the opener and she was like i, I fucking hate this and then like <laughs> the show grew on her and she enjoys it now but like it's so out there it is yeah. one of the things but john cena's killing it man everything john cena does is like that i've seen has just been like but i awesome. feel like that character is so other world like other level perfect for him especially yeah. to just like solidify him because like the rock did all this type of stuff early now he's solidified himself as that top guy where john cena yeah. he's he's as big but he's like he's weirdly big so they make yeah. fun of it and they can poke fun of all the like like superhuman things that he has about himself yeah. but he's also super funny as well so yeah this this character like is yeah it's perfect he, for him. he also shows his ass off all the time <laughs> and, and I go, damn, that man is built. Like he is yeah, he's huge. Like the opening scene of the show, he's like his ass is hanging out, right? Um but yeah, with that him and like the vac- like vacation friends or something like that he did that was on like Netflix or Hulu last year. That shit I was, saw the trailer for that. That yeah. was actually really funny. It, like like it was stupid, but it was funny. Um I took my kid to see Fast Nine when it came out. Uh, yeah. and I, I had never seen a single movie in the franchise. <laughs> oh, so, that's like, the we worst watching, one. It's literally the worst it. one. Like, is this fucking real? <laughs> so bad, but I'm kind of obsessed with it. To oh, the point, dude. like, I think late, later that night, I think we bought, like, the entire series off yeah. of Amazon. Oh, dude, <laughs> so it's... Bad. Five, six, seven, and eight are just fucking fantastic rides yeah. and one the one that, that, oh that james one did was that seven, seven. or five or... yeah seven and seven. eight didn't cool. didn't he do eight too or was it just no seven? i think he only did one oh, okay. he went straight to aquaman after that oh yeah. aquaman oh aquaman with the they're not getting rid of amber heard yeah even though uh they're asking they made a old uh other guy uh johnny depp get out of uh fantastic beast but Amber Heard's not going, didn't go anywhere, and it's just like I just hope the octopus playing drums doesn't go anywhere. That's <laughs> the only person I wanted to read. Dude, return. the octopus playing <laughs> drums. Dude, we uh, speaking of, have have you watched Boba Fett yet, uh, Jerry? At all? So behind on so many shows, dude. It's the the they have the same like blue dude from like you know the updated uh trilogy that uh, yeah yeah it, like that in the band and shit, and it's like. At least they're not like just weird, uh, like weird. What's with cameo. the Vespas though? Like that was kind of lame. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched the new episode yet, which is out tomorrow. What's right? but... What's funny is there's all these new shows that I really want to watch, but my problem is I'll get stuck on like revisiting a favorite show. Yeah. Like I'm like we're watching Boardwalk Empire all the way through now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like we did I that did with Sopranos the... last year. I did it with yeah. Breaking Bad. Like mm-hmm. I rewatched the whole series twice, so three oh, times dang. in all. So mm-hmm. like, when that show was over, like I'm I'm still I'm huge fan of uh, Better Call Saul, but mm-hmm. the huge break that's happening and everything right now is, is really long. But after Breaking Bad, I felt like a literal void in my life. I was like, nothing is going to fill this void that I like, yeah. The show is too good, too satisfying. 
I have, dude, I don't watch shows over again. Like, I, this is what I do. Like, when I go to bed, I put my, like, an episode, like, I've been, I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I watch Futurama, and I, like, put it on my phone and, like, turn it over so you don't, all I do is hear it, like, on a low volume. Yeah. And go to sleep to I that. I do that with, like, streams. Yeah. My wife has been, my wife has been watching Big Bang Theory for, like, the ninth time, and I'm just like, okay, I, I just can't sit there and, do, like, I think it's my ADHD, which is why I don't watch a whole lot of movies over again. Um, at least not right away. And Dude, uh, I have the opposite problem. Yeah. I need to stop watching the same movies over and over. Yeah. Once it's so good, it's like a, a good meal that you just want to have again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, even movies that I love, like, things like The Thing and things like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I I need, like, it's weird. My brain associates holidays with movies, right? Like, obviously Halloween, Halloween time, but, like, you yeah. know, Die Hard, at, like, Trick or Christmas treat for time. Me. Yeah. I watch Trick or Treat most Christ or Halloween's, but I didn't this year because me, me neither. Yeah, I'm breaking traditions this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's uh, so I'm always trying to find new shit, but like, and then this show helps with that though. Like it's it's a bucket list uh, checker offer. Yeah, as well as like um, if there is a movie that's like fuck. I haven't seen that in a while, and I have to rewatch that because it's just too good. Let's talk about it type thing. Yeah. So, this this show pulls double duty up for my favorite genre and one that like I'll watch anyway. So why not talk about it, right? So yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was gonna say there was something else I was going with, and then I've just completely lost my mind with it. Um, Jerry, you're uh, you you did send me a a, a little preview of a web like a a song for a web uh, thing you're doing which i thought was pretty dope so when's do you know when that when's that coming out do you know i think it's it's uh there's like a website that's starting this new venture and they asked me they hired me to do the theme for it so that that's what it was uh, i think they're announcing it in a week or two oh that's cool yeah it was it was fun it was cool yeah. i enjoyed it i like doing that stuff so i always try to like yeah. Get as many gigs for that as possible. I mean, it's been like a couple months since I worked on like a movie and stuff and having withdrawals. I hate that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. Dude, uh, and then you got another potential cool gig coming up, which uh, hopefully you'll hear about dude. this week. That'd be. I've been stressing out about that so much. <laughs> yeah, I had an interview for like a really big like metal uh, magazine and website writing gig I'm supposed to find out about. Oh, so. by the way. Now, you guys, after everything we've talked about, I just want to touch on something that's not directly horror-related, but the fucking When We Were Young festival, which might oh, be, I know. be the oh biggest scam of all time. Um, so if you How don't, is there so many bands? Well, you know, do, don't you know? All. all the bands didn't confirm they were going to be there, Josh. Yeah, that's how but, there's so many bands. Yeah, but like that's that's very typical for tours, especially with tour managers. A lot of people book it in advance, and the bands kind of find out late to the game. I mean, yeah. it's it's been confirmed like so many times by now. Yeah. Me, I'm just afraid that I'm going to get shot at the show. <laughs> that's my biggest yeah. concern. Well, did you hear they they've they've added two extra days of it now? Mm-hmm. There has to like the amount of like yeah yeah I saw it. Like, Dude, it became it's... a meme. Like it is my a meme. whole timeline right now, and it literally was just yeah. people going, "What the fuck?" Well, like, well, I think crazy. it's going to be impossible to see like every band you want to see. I counted twenty-seven yeah. bands that I wanted to watch. Yeah. Exactly, well, dude, and they're not. It's like it's not like they're doing part. They're doing the same 
65 bands all three days, which means you get 11 minutes of each band every day. And it's like, I mean, and, and this is the same motherfuckers that ran the, uh, the asteroid with where Travis Scott and like nine people or 10 people died last year. So man, there's a lot of really cool bands there. Like I've luckily seen my chemical once and then like, but I've seen taking back Sunday a million times, uh, like alkaline trio. I always see if I get a chance, but like mm-hmm. I sent kills is the whole like Trinity of terror tour that, which I'm going to see in March is there too. But yeah, I just, I hate like capitalism is just showing its true colors. <laughs> much mm-hmm. really. it's just like that shit sold out so fast. Dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's because of scalpers. Like, yeah, dude, we're I are trying I, to go to the third day, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'll I don't get shot. <laughs> don't get shot, Jerry. <laughs> I, the, uh, What's gonna suck is I'm gonna get shot during like a band that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> like, be I'll, like, be, I'll, be stand, I'll be standing there, and it's like Hawthorne Heights gives me a bullet between my eyes. My heart is in Ohio. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> no, your heart is over there. <laughs> oh, I just—it's such a disaster, man. I just this shit, man. I, it's—it's it's nuts, and I just hate the people that like. It was just like nostalgia, like it's all these like reboots and shit that are happening, right? Like, uh, it's just—it's pure nostalgia. Like, it—it it just sucks worse when they take pure nostalgia and they shit on it. Like the new Home Alone movie, Jerry. Did you see the new Home Alone movie? I couldn't, man. Dude, I couldn't. And I'm, I'm not honestly, I'm not precious about stuff I like. I don't yeah. give a shit if it's remade like 45 times. Yeah. Like, if it sucks, I won't watch it. Yeah. But like, the, for some reason, I like, I don't give a shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. bring back Macaulay or just die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just die. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that might be a little harsh. Don't yeah. die. But <laughs> so fucking shoot yourself. No. I have to say, we uh, speaking of horror things, they were uh, showing Jamie Lee. Uh, Curtis pictures from Halloween oh, ends yeah, today, but I the, the they filmed both of those movies back to back, right? So like they're done and over no, with. They digi- no, they? no, oh. not at all. No, they, no, they started filming this week. Oh, yeah. I th- why did I think they shot them both? I don't know, no. man. Because you're that's you're that's crazy. why they changed the ending. Because after they filmed it, they decided, hey, we're gonna go a different direction with the third one. We're gonna skip Good. ahead four years. Yeah. So that's why they they cut that ending where she's like, "I'm you know I'm coming for you, Michael." Yeah, because it, it it jumps up four years later. Yeah, it's present day in the new one. Yeah, no, they haven't filmed it yet. It's dope. Ah uh, man, I I don't know why that shit. Well, like, I, I want to know though. Will Evil die tonight this time around? Though? I don't. <laughs> Pumpkin pie tonight. Pumpkin pie tonight. Josh Josh was not a fan of that movie. Just like, <laughs> dude, that movie was. <laughs> I know. I. <laughs> Fuck that movie. It's, it's, it's okay, Josh. It's okay. Jerry and I like it. It's okay. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that that's going. Um, they haven't. Have they announced a full cast of that? Like, I don't know. I didn't see anything about the cast being. So yet, no. that would be interesting because obviously <laughs> Michael killed everyone in Hatfield besides everyone. <laughs> so no, what's funny is like I've seen so many people like I can't wait to see how the Halloween franchise ends. And it's like, dude, it's not going yeah, to I was gonna end. Say, I was gonna say, when, and I, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> when you make, when you take a ten million dollar movie and make like a hundred and fifty million dollars, that will continue to make money for them for all of all time. Dude, so. I'm going to be like dying on my deathbed, <laughs> begging my great great grandkid to like will me to Halloween 42. You know, 
no, I want. Yeah, but you're wearing a Candyman shirt. That's a right way to reboot, re, you know, redo a, a movie. Like the the story had enough of a reason first and foremost for it to continue, and enough like legs for it to continue on past it as well. Where the first mm-hmm. Halloween I felt had that. The second Halloween felt like a big mess, and there was no point to it whatsoever. I hope they they bookend it and make it only one shitty movie in the middle and two good movies. Oh, Josh. What am I going to do with you? What am I going to do with you, Josh? <laughs> uh, I, so I have to say, uh, with uh, all that going on and uh, – now that Scream's been successful, they haven't like even bought off on a sequel yet. But it's got to be the like. There's no way it's not going to. Yeah, with how much it was more... so well done, man. Like again, Jerry that, hasn't that seen that it yet. Scene, he's gonna. Well, be... there's a scene in the movie yeah. that explains why it's so good because mm-hmm. it's self-aware. It yeah. knows exactly what it is, not just as a movie, but what it is for a franchise and for where it is in the like the world itself, like to be a meta movie, but to also understand what people need and want to see nowadays yeah. with this, this audience. So see, I've never been a fan of the entire series, but I, just in the last couple of years, it's just something that my, my daughter's biggest obsession, like how I am with the Halloween movies. My daughter loves scream. Yeah. So I've right. kind of revisited them over the last couple of years. And, you know, I, I don't really have that much of a problem with them these days. I'm, I'm stoked to watch the new one, Yeah, but like it's not going to take to watch it through someone else's eyes though too like to have it be like i think that might you know refresh your uh stance on it too right dude i said like honestly i i give anything a chance like even if it's something i'm not into i don't give a shit like if if it's well done i'll appreciate it dude the uh the the like kids in their like early to mid 20s scream is like bible for them like and it's mm-hmm. kind of like where the like the the cast is in this in scream the new one but it's 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 cool to see from the outside because i mean obviously i was like i was 13 when that came out but like i wasn't yeah, like obsessed obsessed with it like a lot of people are and it's i totally was i yeah. was other level obsessed and then it, it opened the door to urban legends and (laughs) like all those movies that came out around that time and like i know Mm -hmm. what you did last summer they're all the exact same and they're all trying to be scream but i loved every single one of them because i was like fucking 12 and shit so have you guys noticed online since screams come out uh that there's been this kind of like almost like a little war of words between a lot of people like if you like the Scream kind of movies, you know, fuck A24 movies. Yeah. Or if you like A24 movies, uh, you're a little really? too good. Yeah. Too, yeah, dude. You're too good for well, these movies. It's, and it, it, it's so that. shitty I'm that so it in the middle. to that where, like, yeah, you have to be into one or the other. Like, it feels like the, the people that used to pick on me, that you know, it yeah. feels like those are the kind of people that are hyping up horror a lot these days. Yeah. Well, dude, it's... It, it's weird. Elevated horror it's is trending. Like, <laughs> elevated horror is a plot element in the new screen, so you'll see. And so, like, That's I have great. Black Phillip tattooed on my arm, and like, mm-hmm. you know, there's Anya Taylor Joy in the fire, but I'm obsessed with Scream. So, yeah. like, you know, I it's, I'm I'm right in the middle. I love them both. I love film. Totally. I love yeah. horror. Yeah, and totally. like, come on, like, I, it. There's something to be said about both sides because if you 
like you go into or you tell someone to watch the witch and like honestly 90 percent of the people that i've i've said fucking watch with the witch they don't get it they're like that was mm -hmm. so boring that was so blah or whatever and i'm like that's so, it's the most metal movie i've ever seen like yeah it's man i i don't know it's that's why we try to keep the show pretty positive and like try to do like occasion we've shit on a couple movies but it's it's usually pretty like we're trying to stay up there because like we enjoy film man it's i think like it's that reoccurring thing every movie is someone's favorite movie right and like which i still don't think is a hundred percent accurate like i don't think anyone's like favorite movie is like sharks of the corn but like <laughs> I, well that's where it, it's that's almost and i said this before it's like a public service announcement for us to be like guys come on like we you just you don't need to waste your time yeah. we're doing you a favor at that point but like when it comes to other stuff Thanks, like someone Kelly. else's favorite movie yeah like we don't have an ego either where we're yeah. going to be like no you have to like a 20 foot like fuck people like so that weird anyway. right yeah. yeah it's man i again i was talking about lucky that movie is just fucking weird in like the it's very like out there in watched house for going i'm going on uh uh, handle was scared tomorrow to talk about that movie and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna say for like 90 minutes again but um i it, like drugs yeah it's <laughs> so like yeah it's basically and so like it's like which is one of it's those just that one it's it's that we meme we yeah, yeah. we <laughs> and it's just like i just enjoy film man and if you don't like like something yeah. don't watch it it's like I mean, well, there's this other thing where people are saying that, oh, like, uh, it's just as toxic to be, you know, have have toxic uh, positivity, and like, I, I feel like that's just like cynical assholes that say that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not hard to not be an asshole. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to like champion the yes. things you like more than just constantly shitting on the things you don't. That doesn't mean you like everything. It means yeah. you spend your energy on the shit that matters, dude. So this is not horror related, but it's the same topic, like. So I am a Cleveland Browns fan. The Browns had a not great season and they're like, they haven't played in a month and there is a portion of their like fan base that's still shitting on the quarterback on Twitter and shit. Like four weeks until later, you, until you said quarterback, I didn't even know what sport you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. It's the point is, it's just like spend your, like, like Jerry said, spend, spend your energy on creating and doing cool stuff and like appreciating not like, Hating, is that like, the one where they throw the ball? They, they, to the other guy? they, they throw the ball to the guy. They do the dribble. They Canada, do... man. We we do like sticks and pucks. What? And the bat blue. And the bat blue. Pull a shirt over someone's head and punch him in the dick. <laughs> Dude, is that a sport? <laughs> Dude, that's that's Billy Madison, Jerry. That's I think. We... <laughs> or Happy Gilmore. Sorry, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is the 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 different. Uh, the Back two... when Adam Sandler made really good movies and not just made a bunch of money to make he just made that what do you call it the jewel well, no. movie uh what's the, it called see now but now he's like okay i've 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 honed it in for you know made some friend movies in my backyard for long enough let's see if i can actually like yeah. prove i almost that I'm feel a good like actor. uncut gems here's the deal i love uncut gems i'm such a huge fan of those those filmmakers but i also feel like he did that movie as a middle finger to those people that didn't give punch trunk love a chance yeah where he was like, hey, guys, I can act, and no one showed up to watch it. So all yeah. these years later, he's like, hey, I'm going to be nominated for shit and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, that, that and also he's like, and okay. here's Hubie Halloween. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, Hubie Halloween is like. That was a, 
he killed it on that movie. It's he that got to movie. be Adam Sandler again. He yeah. did his Adam Sandler I, thing. My kids and I and my wife, I think we've all watched that movie at least twenty five times. <laughs> it's I, fucking good, like, man. He I laugh it. every time that Rocky Balboa style line comes on. <laughs> Oh, Uncut Jet, but even if that was his reason, it's reason enough for him a career that long. Mm-hmm. You know, ups and downs. He's kind of been mm-hmm. whatever for a while to come out and like hit it. Like, I, I yeah, I, I love it. The way the movie ends, the way you know, it's so, it's that bittersweet. And yeah. you know, I hate or I don't hate, but I I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of the anti Hollywood ending. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's very uh, creep has a very anti Hollywood ending, by the way. But yes, yeah, so it's let's... totally a movie that I, you know, that type of ending. And I was like, wait a second, isn't this guy a comedian? I I got introduced to the the creep, uh, first I'm with the uh, Colin Trevo's oh. movie, the his the the movie that he that got him to make Star Wars movies after it. Um, wait, what was that one called? Uh, Safety, Safety not guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was love that one. That was so good, and I was like, "Wait a second, isn't that the guy from Safety Not Guaranteed?" I was like, "Oh shit!" Dude. So he's usually a comedian, is he not? Like, yeah. That uh, Mark Duplass and his brother Jay—they've made like indie films for decades, man. The Puppy Chair, Baghead, some of like the most awkward kind of dry nice. comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're they're fucking great, dude. I love those guys. He. Uh... Well, this movie, one of those uh, bucket list movies. Like I've had it been told to me by so many people like you haven't seen creep this is one that you got to fucking check out man it's just like it's an easy bite-sized movie that is just done so well for like the found footage style or the super like not even budget movie right Dude, like not even mm-hmm. micro budget this and what's, what's budget. really interesting is like this movie almost like with something completely different you know like patrick bryce and mark duplass they kind of did that improv thing and they made it under the name Peach Fuzz, and it was more like drama. It was more about more about these awkward Craigslist kind of interactions. Yeah. And how could they get really awkward and maybe this guy is a weirdo. But then Peach Fuzz screened, Blumhouse was like, fuck yeah, here's a lot of money. Let's film some more. And it became what it is. Yeah. To where like that's the, I think that's the magic of the movie. It's the entire time you're like, is this gonna go horribly wrong? Or is yes. this guy just overreacting? Because yeah. we've all known people like this guy, yeah. you know, yeah. like whether you meet him at a bar and it's like, you know, this dude, this dude, white dude talking about tool being like the most profound thing ever. <laughs> like we've, we've met these like weird people yeah. that you don't know if they're like at the back of a shit. show, like the guy right? That, right when you walk in and he's standing there with his arms crossed and he out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah sure. tool <laughs> wearing system of a down for no reason. But yeah, no, I think that's what makes Creep so great is that the entire time it gets awkward and more awkward. Yeah. So like it almost feels like you could cut the tension with a knife and then it becomes kind of comical and your guard goes down. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like just skipping ahead a tiny bit. Then that ending comes and you're like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? That's why oh, I, I texted uh, Rod through this. Man, this guy is super fucking weird. And then at the end, the end fucking made it like seriously yeah. it was yeah. like it's like a little bit of a slow burn but there's enough little things here and there that keep you like on your toes enough that this is like a 
Because again, I think it's only like an hour and a half. It's or eighty less minutes. Than an hour it's and a half. eighty minutes. So like, what they said. Yeah. it's super easy to get through, especially for Rod and I with ADD out the fucking ass. Like, we we complain about movies that are over an hour and a half so often that <laughs> it's like Man, if only it was an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I but, mean, but then I go and watch Spider Man, and I'm yeah. like, be another hour long, please. This is like. Right. It's not, dude, I, I really, I really hope Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass like finish the trilogy because I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen Creep Two, but it's I have. just as good, if not I, better. I, I, I love, not. I love Two so much. I need to rewatch Two because I was saying to Josh before you came on the call, I was like, I liked Two. I don't, I don't think it was as good as One, but like again, I, it's been years since I watched it now. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it goes, it, it, it sets it up like it's going to be the same movie and goes in a different direction that is... Well, what's funny it. is it's 100% about that character having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Like, he's kind of fallen out of love of being, like, a killer, so he's yeah. kind of, like, really stressed out. His hair's long and he yeah. has a beard. He looks like a hipster in the second movie. It's very yeah. hipster. Man, I, I don't know either one of you have ever watched The League with uh, yeah, yeah. H- him and Nick Kroll mm-hmm. and... That show is funny. Yeah, my my wife to this day gets mad at the the character that that, that gets killed in the final season because she's like, "Why it doesn't make any sense?" And there there's so much in like, my wife quotes that show more than most shows. She runs around going, "Isaiah peed because there, there <laughs> there's an episode. Josh, I'll, I'll I'll set context for this. There's an episode where the uh. They want to get this player on the the waiver wire playing fantasy football. Like the whole show is about these friends playing fantasy football, and they say start saying the name in front of the the their baby, and the baby's like Isaiah Pete, and like ruins everything for him. And it's just like the, the silliest shit ever. But like, it's that show reminds me a lot. It's kind of like less less angry. Uh, it's always sunny. Like it's not as like toxic as it's, but it hits points on that show where it's toxic. Like I kind of like, it's always sunny has gotten to a point where everyone knows that they are capable of anything. And now they're like test. I feel like they are just testing it every episode now to see. No, we're, it's always sunny. We, we are the only ones that can do this now. (laughs) Okay. Josh, we are talking about creep from 2014. You want to read the uh, synopsis, my friend? A young videographer answers an online ad for a one-day job in a remote town to record the last message of a dying man. When he notices the man's odd behavior, he starts to question his intentions. I I have to say, (laughs) this might be one of the only films I've ever watched that has, like, literally zero music in it. Like, it has... Mm -hmm. At the end, it does, and it... It bangs too, like because the it it's over and the the credits are rolling, but it's like it's a banger too. I love that it's mm-hmm. like I love when movies do that, especially ones like this that are found footage. Like I don't know, I think Cloverfield did that too, didn't it? End with music and it didn't have anything throughout. I it, probably that's one of I my can't like, remember. I fucking love I just Cloverfield that, by like, the way. A weeks ago, yeah, yeah, I I've, did. I love, yeah. Clover, Such a fucking good movie. Cloverfield I've watched once and I watched it way too close in the theater. Like I sat like mm-hmm. same I, and it fuck it, like it, that movie made me queasy like cuz I was so close and the camera swaying and it shit was, like that. It was sold out and I was there with my friend and I was like fuck this. We came to see this movie. So 
I went and grabbed two because you know when you like buy tickets from the machine, yeah. if, if you if you pay with debit, it spits out a receipt as well, which is the same movie ticket stuff. So I grabbed two receipts and we just walked past a huge lineup and flashed the tickets like they were real tickets, and we walked in and <laughs> sat front row because it was sold out. I was like, "What the fuck? How did that work?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that will never not remind me of my wife and I one time, one time when we still live in Ohio, we went and saw something. I don't even remember what the first movie was. And then we were like, we're going to, we're going to be rebels. We're going to go jump into another movie. And we went and saw bug, which you talking of uh, oh, another bananas love. fucking movie that like, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Bug. yeah. My wife was not. A fan. <laughs> that movie is a wacky. Um, yeah. So, um, Do you mean fly or bug. Bug, with uh, the guy William Preakin movie, right? It, the guy who played Ashley Judd. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. The oh guy, right, Bug. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy who played uh, yeah, Zod in the, was it Michael? Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon. Yeah. I love that movie. Okay. He plays crazy too well, though. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, that movie is a fucking anomaly, also, because that's another like two people, like just like this film. This movie has two people in it. It like. It's Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass is the entire cast, and uh, you go. That's what I was saying. That gold movie just came up uh, on my Plex to watch as well, and that's a three-person movie. That's Zac Efron and the other guy in the desert, whatever. It looks like it's well. Looks like it's really well done. Nice. One hundred twenty-seven hours is just James DeFranco, basically, right? Um, That one's so good, though, dude. Yeah, dude, I. That movie is like if for if you're sawing someone's arm off in a horror movie, you're like, oh okay. I mean, that's kind of groovy. Like, but that movie where you, the guy is like, it's a based on a reality, like a real mm-hmm. story, and the guy is like sawing his own arm off with a dull, uh, dull like pocket knife. You're like, yeah, it's gnarly. It like yeah, because you know it's real too, so that makes it so and much worse. Be- was that the same year as Slumdog Millionaire won Best Picture? I feel like that. I think so. Like, I think so. I, I just, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I remember those two movies just like really hitting with me, both of them. Like, wow, this is a really fucking crazy knock it out of the park year for movies. So it's say- crazy when that happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even like horror. Like, I think as a kid, I, I mean, I was way too young to to be that into movies, I think. But when I was seven, like 1988 dropped and it was like the best year to go to the theater to watch horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had so many fucking movies. I spent so many just nights and days watching all those movies in 88. Dude. I mean, last year ended up being a really, really, really interesting year for horror and probably a really, really good. And like, there's still a couple things I haven't seen from last year, but like when we watched, went and checked out the night house, that film was, I, I keep thinking about that yeah. film because the editing in that film like blew me away on a level that like editing's never blown me away like that except when it's really bad. And that movie's editing and like Antlers wasn't as good as I expected, but I still really enjoyed that film and uh Dude, you know what's crazy? Like I'm sure you guys already know that, but uh The Nighthouse started out as a Hellraiser pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's and fuck. It's nuts. Yeah. And what's but crazy is that, uh, the same writers, they got that pitch rejected and they're like, okay, we're going to retool this into being an original movie. And then years later, the same dudes got hired to write the Hellraiser remake. Yeah, they're doing out. it now. Yeah. Yeah. 
so they, cool. They, it, they've proven themselves. Like, if that budget is legitimate, I feel like them as filmmakers have done something, you know, like the, the gap between, like, uh, house-produced movies and actual produced movies or whatever, the gap is closing so much. And that movie mm-hmm. did so much with so little... It's insane, and I feel like they have closed the gap almost completely. David, that movie. David, yeah, David Bruckner, wow. the director. I mean, uh, fucking when the signal came out, and was it like two thousand seven, two thousand eight? Oh, fucking loved that movie. I, dude, I have loved watching all three of those directors go out and do their own movies over the time. You know, always, David Bruckner. David Bruckner yep. goes out and does the fucking Night House, and now Hellraiser, and all these great ones. Yeah. Jacob Gentry did fucking Synchronic. Like, dude, Dan Bush did this really cool movie called, I think it's The Reinvention of William Zero. Like, this weird, almost like Primer-esque yeah. time travel kind of movie. Like, those guys are fucking geniuses, man. Man, you just said, you, you talked about that, and all I could think of all of a sudden is Time Crimes, the, the Spanish oh, movie. Dude, which, if yes. that movie was a horror movie, that, that, that the look of the killer with the bloody bandages would have been so like iconic, but it's just a weird, like dude, wacky sci fi movie. Side sci fi horror. Yeah. Oh, me too. Dude, side fucking story about that director, Nacho Vigalondo. Uh, in 2013, I was at Fantastic Fest in Texas, and they did the karaoke where everyone would get just basically blackout drunk and do karaoke. <laughs> and I was sober, so I was watching all of it. That dude, the director of Time Crimes, got so fucking wasted that he got a cape, like like Dracula, and he would go, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> didn't have it. They didn't have it. So he goes, fuck it, Amy Winehouse. And he started seeing it. But he would do like the Dracula thing the whole time, and in the middle of it, in the middle of it, he would just scream Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Ty West, that same night Ty West did She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze. AJ Bowen did Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. It was the fucking weirdest night ever. Dude, dude Ty West's new film, which he just stopped directing for a long time, right? Like, I mean, movies. He, he was doing, like, TV shit, right? That? Well, do you remember? Do you remember? I don't know if I told you this shit. In 2015, I think 15 or six, 2015, I used to write for Blumhouse.com. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Adam Mortimer, coined this term that he would always say during any time I talked to him, how there was a new set of filmmakers that were making these movies that were kind of splatter influence, but kind of next level kind of shit. Yeah. And he called it death. He called it death wave. I wrote a two piece article saying is this a thing or is this bullshit the editor at blumhouse cut it in two articles so the yeah. first one sounded like i was saying this is a thing the internet fucking turned on me so hard <laughs> from that dude every director in indie horror hated my fucking guts because of it ty west was on twitter and said this he retweeted it and said this motherfucker is the reason i don't want to make horror anymore <laughs> So, uh... years later, now that the trailer for X comes out, that's an A24 movie, I'm kind of laughing about it. Yeah. Dude, that Dude, movie... I... I love... That's what I love. Okay, I just want to uh, touch on that, um, the, like, karaoke and the, the, the drunken craziness of, like... That's what, like, uh, the festivals in Calgary, the underground festival and stuff, like, that's what my buddy Ben and I used to do back in the day. would go and 
find these movies that no one's heard of and we get to see them first like yeah. and go and party with the people it's so mm-hmm. fun they're they're because like ben and i were in a bunch of bands together and stuff so we, it, it's the exact same mentality you go to a town you play a show you party with the people there you bring a movie around you're you're a yeah. rock star for the night you're it's the exact same thing right so we were we were doing the same thing in calgary like back in like 2010 we got mm-hmm. hammered with uh eli craig the director of tucker and mm-hmm. dale versus evil and then we're filming them like drunk doing interviews and he's like oh whatever they'll edit the shit out of this and we we just put it up completely unedited they're like take it down now you got to take this down this is really bad oh my god what's funny is people get so the directors the journalists everyone they get so just excited to be at these places that a lot of them get a little too like party heavy yeah like dude i was I had my entire week scheduled of like interviews that I had to do for the magazine, the site I was writing for. And it was some of the biggest people I would ever interview. And I remember one day, like I had partied too hard that I had to cancel talking to like Refin, one of my favorite fucking directors ever. Just do it oh, drunk, man. That's what we did <laughs> no. uh, back oh, in the day, God. man. We, but we were called the Rebrew instead of Review. So we, mm-hmm. we got sponsored by uh, a Canadian beer company, <laughs> Steam Whistle, and like had their. We, we rated our movies out of a six pack of Steam Whistles instead of. Jerry, that is awesome. Jerry, you have some of the wildest stories that like of like that kind of shit. Josh, you probably didn't hear the his his Halloween story. Like, so he was uh, set up last year to go. Uh, interview. <laughs> he was going to interview. He was interviewing Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter, right? Like dude, the entire casting crew of Halloween Kills. Yeah. I was covering the press junket, and dude, like Jamie Lee's like a lifelong hero for like personal oh. reasons. Personal well, reasons for like everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I had a really bad uh, painkillers addiction for years. So like when she came out with her story, like it, this. So like I was already emotional walking into this junket thing, basically, <laughs> and it was roundtable interviews, which are the fucking devil. And this fucking motherfucker, and I'm sorry, any listeners, that I'm a little too angry right now. God knows how pissed I am. <laughs> this motherfucker, I forgot his name. If I knew it, I would blast the shit out of him. It's uh, not a gun. Uh, <laughs> but this guy, wearing a stupid sweater, asked so many questions. And you're supposed to ask one at a time so everyone gets chances to ask questions. This guy asked so many fucking questions. That right after him, they're like, "All oh, right, there's no more time for Jamie Lee," and all of us were just like, <laughs> "I was so pissed that I just basically got up and left." Right? Yeah. I didn't interview a single person from the movie. I was just like, "Fuck this dude." Yeah, dude, that is so insane. That story is like, that's all that shit. Like, some I've often thought that I have weird bad luck with a lot of things in life, and then Jerry starts telling me his stories. I'm like, "Fuck, Jerry." <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Okay. There's this movie with David Arquette in the 90s called Dream with the Fishes. It's like this indie movie, and he has a friend in it. It's, the whole concept's basically this dude is dying, I think, of AIDS, and David Arquette is suicidal. So they make this pact that this David Arquette will take this guy that's dying of AIDS on this mission to do all his bucket list things, and at the end of it, the guy with AIDS will kill David Arquette because he's suicidal. 
so they they do this thing and they have this other friend that has the worst luck they call him bird shit because every time <laughs> they go outside a bird shits on him i dude, that is me 100 percent. bird shit which some people will try to tell you that a bird shitting on you is good luck and it's just people trying to make you feel better it's about just a bird shit shitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> if if a bird shitting on you is good luck my my parrot upstairs has shit on me dozens of times hundreds of times and the, I haven't won the lottery yet. Like that shit would have like added up, and I would be the luckiest. I don't think it means you're gonna win the lottery, dude. (laughs) I think it just means you're gonna smell like shit. No, bird shit doesn't smell like anything, or like it just like it just looks really bad. It looks gross, and it's often really hot, and so you're like, yeah, you're gonna be like, what, Mark the (laughs) Plaid? So, so. It's funny, man, because like so, talking to Mark Duplass, like we have so many people now that originated in the comedy scene that are doing like horror and diving into him, and like Mark Duplass, we talk about him now. Uh, Jordan Peele, obviously, uh, and Kenny Powers doing everything Kenny Powers is doing. Um, I, 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 yeah, he's Danny, in the Halloween world. I will never even tell call him Danny McBride. He's Kenny Powers for life, and it's like. That's all he'll ever. But I've he's heard Rico. also he's like Rico from Hot Rod for me. <laughs> like I, it's the timing. It's it's it, the ability to, you know, work well on your toes as well. Because yeah. like horror usually doesn't have a budget, but uh, comedy, if you're if you're able to like see through, like the time that you're spending in front of and behind the camera, and and allow the people to get to what could potentially be more funny. I don't know. It's like you start to riff again. It's like playing music with someone. Comedy yeah. is like once you start riffing off of one another, it's crazy what you can. Yeah, dude. Like the, I, I, all, all three of those, I think, are like very similar in the aspect of like, I think comedy and horror have similar beats to it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you don't if you don't set up a joke right, it's going to fail. And I think yeah. horror is the same way with scares. And I think that's why. That, this is what always bothered me when, like, it was announced that Danny McBride was, you know, writing the new Halloween or when, you know, Jim Carrey got cast in, you know, his more serious stuff for a while. You know, people always seem to, like, talk shit on that, not realizing mm-hmm. that someone's entire identity isn't comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's just what made them know? successful. Yeah. Funny, to a so wider audience. Casablanca, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's funny because we started talking about that and the timing and everything like that. And I was kind of thinking, and I just scrolled on IMDb and it says, since the movie was based on a series of conversations between Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass, most of it was improvised. So, like, this whole film is like this, like, shit, man. It, like, the the opening scene where he comes in the house and then, like, he ends up in the bathtub. That scene is so fucking genius and so like f- creepy and fucked up. And you're just like, this motherfucker's deranged. And Zero like, to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, the story about the wife is what gets me every time. Yeah. Because yeah. It, as of not even just the characters in the movie, but as someone watching it as audience member, yeah, you feel so uncomfortable yeah. hearing this guy's story. That you kind of put yourself dude, in Patrick Bryce's shoes. Yeah. Like, what would I do if someone was telling me well, that stuff? Dude. That's that's why the, the next cut is him looking for his fucking jacket. He's like, God, I'm well, fucking dude, out of here, man. That's what I don't... Like, the, the one thing in this movie that you go, I don't understand, is Aaron going to that last meetup. Aaron going to that last meetup after everything that's happened this entire film, you go, 
Why would you do this? He said he sums it up perfectly at the end. Mm -hmm. But does he sums it up even with him so summoning up the like? I know what you're talking about, but like I'm like, (laughs) do it never ever. ever, Yeah, it's it's the best reveal as well. Like it, it it's one of those things that if it was a small idea, which we know it was it was yeah. a, a, a bunch of discussions at a table the the ending like that gives it so many so much more legs yeah. and gives like that creep factor it just ramps well, it up times a hundred and it just it's fucking amazing so, so that just, and that the, the part where they show all the tapes yeah kind of well that's what i'm talking about yeah it. yeah dude yeah, that's what done it really so many times. ramps it up so now mm-hmm. do you see yeah, i agree i compared it uh, well, when we talked about the stylist, Josh, why I compared that film to this film because of that, like, awkward, like, it's that same, the character is, in the stylist is the same kind of thing where she's, like, doesn't know how to socially interact, right? And because she doesn't know how to interact, you, you're sitting there and, like, this, the vibrator scene. When she starts using yeah. the lady's vibrator, you're like, uh, uh. by the way, and that's what, and another reason I thought of the stylist because the, the, the chick from Lucky was the, the bride in the stylist who, uh, yeah, goes with it. But like that, the, both those things, like I covered my eyes watching the stylist cause it was so like cringy and I'm like, Oh no, she's using Honestly, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly enough, this creep, uh, like the last short film I did for, um, the terror challenge thing. It reminds me of what we came up with for that. Cause you get like a line of dialogue you have to use and a prop and stuff. And we came up with this, a captured person in a garage and a guy continues to catch and release her and that's his game and that's his like creep thing so like he he tattoos a mark on her every time he she's caught and gets put back into the like little dog kennel thing and then released again and it's just this like it it was a a fast enough idea to accomplish in a 48-hour time period but then at the end we were like okay we wanted to show a board of like that he's done this several times but we we didn't uh we weren't able to accomplish that in the 48 hours but that was what <clears throat> was going to give us enough legs to potentially make that into like a a full length feature one day as well so it's weird that i hadn't ever seen this but that's you know it was like that weird yeah. is that available anywhere or did it just play at yeah. that that thing no it's on my my youtube youtube He's got cool stuff on his YouTube, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that. That sounds yeah. awesome. It's that's how I met Josh. Is I uh, like uh, we had a buddy named uh, who was a Twitch streamer named Game Dad, who uh, like those two met on doing like short films in uh, Calgary at the Terror Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so, year actually. Yeah. So with it's, it's funny that we like then and then this started and there it and is. We were, yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, I man. I, this movie is such a, it, it feels like it can almost be like, when you start off, it feels like awkward, right? But it, it's that, it, like you talked about, Jerry, the, the, the weird Craigslist interactions, right? Like it's the, you hear stories all the time. Like I heard a couple months ago, someone like met up to buy a PlayStation 5 and got shot or stabbed or something like that. Fuck. And so stuff like that. And like, there was no PS5. It was just basically a robbery. So it's like shit like that happens and it's like we live in this world where this character Aaron 
basically, just, I forget how much money he gets for doing it, but he gets paid a, a day. Like, just a handful of cash. Yeah, yeah, he just hands him a bunch of money. Um, and you go, how much of this would you actually put up with? And mm. I think when, when fucking Aaron, Joseph starts scaring him, I would be like, fuck you, I'm gone. Like, as soon as he starts, he the fucks mask. with him. Yeah. The peach mask, yeah. Dude, that mask is so... That, how many people have seen gifts of that Peach Fuzz mask? And I not- had no idea that's yeah. what this was from. I've seen it so mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. Like, it, legitimately. So it's many iconic. Times. Like, that mask is, like, all over the... There are millions of people have seen that compared to the not millions of people who have seen Creep. I mean, uh, it's been... Creep- Honestly, I think we used that exact mask in a different short film that we had to do for a creature feature. Yeah. <laughs> so- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very common mask, and I think that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. You know, it's like we've all seen that. You know, it's yeah. it's something that he could have very easily gotten from I don't know Dollar Tree. Or that's something, like it, you know? that, and that's his story he tells in the the film, right? Is how he got it was the 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 rape story, and you're just like, <laughs> see, I'm not laughing at that. I know, but it's it's so insane because you're sitting there and he's like yeah. is it weird because i'm the, am i the only one who sat there and he's telling the story and he says he bought the mask at a 99 cent store or a dollar store i'm like you had to have paid more than 99 cents for that mask right yeah I mean, totally I, yeah <laughs> not much more but <laughs> uh, well, i think it shows because that's the, i think that's the second version of how he got the mask it's almost like the joker in the dark night it yeah. changes throughout yeah. the movie how he got it yeah and i think by the second time where he kind of references the the cheap 99 cent store yeah. i think that's where you kind of start like really seeing the holes in all of his stories yeah. you know because they kind of change yeah yeah it's very uh you, you you're starting to figure out he's a person who either a doesn't know how to tell the truth or b he the truth isn't like like the truth for him isn't the same as the truth for everyone else. Like his brain well, just warps. Dude, everything. That, that shows without spoiling anything. Cause I know uh, Josh, you haven't seen it, but uh, there's a, a part in the second movie and it's not like a plot thing. It's just, he's very open with what he does. Yeah. Like he, he, and, and the main character thinks basically that he's being silly, but he's like, Oh no, I'm a serial killer. You know, this is what yeah. I do. Yeah. And, and it almost becomes like a, an, ongoing joke to where yeah. the person thinks he's like just being yeah. dumb but we as viewers having seen the first one we're yeah. like Fun. what the fuck it's kind of like it kind of like the two kind of turns into the the what the diary of vernon what was that movie called uh the the movie about the serial killer with the film crew yeah 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 and, behind the mask yeah. yeah behind the mask that's what it's called uh yeah what's his name vernon whatever Wesley but, Vernon yeah, yeah Wesley Vernon I love that movie yeah it's cool but that's like that while you're watching that film you're like you kind of think it's bullshit for a lot of it like kind of like mm-hmm. you're talking about the, that um I I have to say man like I uh it's it's weird like you have to start wondering does like does Aaron's character he's he, he kind of feels like he he feels like he's going out of his comfort zone for all this money. Like you get the idea because he's like, this motherfucker seems like he's very introverted. Right. And like, just needs the money and needs the videography job. And mm-hmm. like, he's doing yeah, but all they the- talk about it at the table over whiskey. Like he, yeah. he gets to the root and asks him that exact question. You got uh problems with money. Right. So, yeah. Hey, no, no worries, man. No worries. Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, it's the, but what I, when I was going with that was like the, like how, what point 
in the, the videography of this whole thing, do you two tap out? When do you tap out for like, what's the thing that, that uh, Joseph does to him that you go, I'm, I'm fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> Bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Like I I've done this for uh, my main gig for a long time as well. Like not anymore, but like I've been there in that guy's shoes. Yeah, bathtub. Like I would be like, "Here's your money back. Peace out. This is a yep. this is not what I signed up for, man." So, yeah. No thanks. It just shows how desperate he is, right? Like that must be. And you have to wonder though, like you know, all the explanations at the end before the end scene. You go. You have to wonder if the money thing is still there because of him offering, telling him he's going to give him money at the the whiskey scene, right? Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give." Oh you yeah, there's money. a check in your boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's. Mm-hmm. Like the the bathtub scene is there. Like it's very like. I think for sure, if I had stick stuck around after that, the mask would be, the like the first time he fucks with the mask. When he the the I think the best scene with the mask in the movie is when he gets blocking the door, and he's just like, he's doing that he's doing that weird wiggle. Like he's like, like a shimmy or something. Yeah, yeah. he's like, like. I love the cut there though, because then it, it's like a, a a scuffle and the cut to him dragging those garbage bags up yeah. the mm-hmm. hill. Like it, and then it's like that's where it, it 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 I don't know that comedy mixed with like because it's so funny how it it all unfolds at and then super scary as well at, yeah. after mm-hmm. that point because it's like that's the complete ramp up to the insanity. That is the whole ending, which is fucking fantastic. But his like jump scares that he does throughout the movie, yeah. his last yeah. one that he does to himself was so fucking good. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, where he scares the shit out of himself in the car. <laughs> it's oh. so good. I love it, dude. I, I the the scene where he gets uh, Aaron gets back to his house and. Joseph just shows up in the fucking doorway is it's almost Michael Myers esque, right? Like he's just standing yeah. in the doorway, just going. And it's like, <laughs> kind of like, cause he's like in the background, like Michael's always in the background, you know, like, you know, just standing there, just watching. It's very like Michael Myers. And it's like, cause like Jason doesn't do that. Jason's moving, killing and doesn't have sit there and hang out very often. Right. So, it's, uh, it kind of reminds me. The movie kind of reminds me of Ty West segment in the first VHS movie. Yeah, what was it, Ty West, or was it Joe Swanberg? I think I it was Joe. Sw- I don't know the 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 second honeymoon one, where the couple go out to like the Grand Canyon and all that stuff, and oh, then yeah. someone goes into their hotel room and ends up stabbing like the Joe a- Swanberg character. Oh yeah, isn't it the alien? No, no, no. That was uh, that's. I think Joe Swanberg did that one. Who did the one okay. with the honeymoon? I, it might have been Ty West. I can't remember. I'm looking Somebody. At, I'm looking at this. I'm Do you know what I'm talking about? That segment, though, and then it ends up I'm being so the wife's name. lover. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. 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 Man, it's so funny how there are four of those films, and one of them is so much like inferior, so inferior to the other two. It sure. It's amazing. The other three, I should say. Viral was just a terrible fucking film. Like, I like Benson and Moorhead's segment, but yeah. the rest, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah I but I couldn't do that one. But as just like a filmmaker to come up with a concept like that that employ or employs like smaller indie filmmakers yeah. to come together is such a yeah. fucking like it's cool. Yeah, I love it so much. 
just for like to progress the horror genre forward, but to also like green light like amazing filmmaker yeah. and like yeah. It's it's funny yeah, that's, that that's fucking like spotlight. A, that's like ABCs of death. I think more yeah. like, I, I think I didn't like than I did like, but the fact that like so many of those fucking people, you're right, dude, totally. I think it's, it opens the door for so many people. ABCs of death, how how VHS just has that perfect segment, like the ABCs of death, like just it it There's too many bad segments. That's that, the thing. Like it I just, feel like there's mm-hmm. I heard back in the day when that was made, there was some filmmakers that were like, okay, this is our shot. Let's do it really well. And you could see they were using like the letter they got and they were, they're doing, using it like I do my 48 hour film challenges. And they were like really wanting to like do a good job. Other filmmakers that got the, the green light, they're like, eh, whatever. And you could see it in their submission. Yeah. And then a few of the, the Asian ones were really like too gnarly for me i was just like this is not stuff i like to watch on a good day let alone any other day and this is just no this is not my my cup of tea so it's weird too it's too gnarly it's weird (laughs) to me though like it's something with the adhd like where you're not getting enough you know what i mean and and you're changing subjects so quickly because they're all like what like two minutes or something like that or three Mm, minutes or seven or something Whatever it was, it wasn't very long, and I'm just like, nah, I can't do this. So, Five to seven, I believe, yeah. it's like a normal forty-eight hour yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um. So it's funny, man, because like, just as a sidetrack, as we're talking about this, I, this film feels like one of those like, like Netflix is a, a weird spot for horror, right? But this film's been on Netflix a long time, like. It's just pretty much been there like since it came out, it feels like. And like Netflix has weird stuff on there that I can enjoy a lot. Like the ritual is fucking dope. Like mm-hmm. but like it's got like films on there that I feel like nobody's ever watched. Like or nobody ever watched. Like I will fucking stand for fucking uh the diary of Jane Doe repeatedly and like Oh yeah. Nobody like the movie's like so under like rated and like doesn't get the attention it needs and it's another film that's like very much like this where it's like has like no i mean that movie had way more of a budget than the like creep did but it's i don't know i i feel like netflix is i mean with all the mike flanagan stuff is like getting that reputation for doing horror television but like there's still a lot of really good stuff on there but they also are like amazon prime yeah but if it's produced horror like um straight for netflix stuff has been killing it like the yeah. whole fear street like trilogy yeah. thing they did yeah. is fantastic yeah. man like if they're I gonna continue the marketing... to go down that road fuck, mm-hmm. so good. i think the marketing is the only thing yeah. they should work on because yeah. i mean i think it's criminal yeah. that we get a new texas chainsaw movie next month and <laughs> who knows yeah, about I mean? it other than yeah, yeah. like it's only us our like, niche like, does yeah our horror <laughs> people and like all all like all of us are already convinced it's going to be terrible. And so it's like, like I've seen a lot of terrible ones. So yeah. like, that's one of those franchises that they kind of, I, I, I don't know who's I, involved with the rights to it. They're just, yeah. they're, it's too willy nilly. I think for me, the only thing so far that gives me a really good feeling is, uh, Owen Stetson is doing the score. And that yeah. guy's very selective and he's also pretty fucking amazing at something. Yeah. Like he did hereditary color out of space. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like he's the kind of composer that wouldn't fuck around with a movie that's just kind of bullshit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I just I could I, be wrong though. He I, do, he also has the ability to elevate 
a shitty film to a different level too. Yeah. I I just it's anytime a director gets fired during a film, I'm just like you just go because like like I think the big one of the last like decade was Han Solo, right? Solo, like, yeah. And like the the solo and how that movie it wasn't bad, it just wasn't good, right? It's like it took no risks and then it took like it's kind of, it's weird. But that's what they were trying like th- Disney was confused at the power that they were holding in their hand and that conversation that is in that Scream movie, like, honestly, that is so, like, you have to have that conversation when you have something, not just in horror, it's a franchise thing. Like, you have to understand that the power you have in your hands is a lot of responsibility to a lot of fucking people to not just, I don't know, like, the, the whole thing with, like, Ant-Man still turned out good, but Edgar Wright had his stamp all over that. He was fired, or not fired, you know, he, he was like, he quit. you're not letting yeah. me do an Edgar Wright movie, yeah. so fuck you guys. But, like, that's the whole, like, Disney whatever. That's why they, em- em- you know, employed Colin Travaux from, <laughs> like, yeah. coming back to this full circle. It's I- like, he was new. He was not going to have a big voice until more now. Like, he's making... I, I still think Rogue One is the best new yeah. Star Wars movie to yeah. come oh, out. Totally, since. yeah. You know, I, so yeah. like he's killing it, but he also had a chance because he didn't have a voice yet, and they yeah. don't want. And that's why it's Spider-Man and what he came off of like horror movies, and he's going back to horror now. He's doing the new Final Destination movie next, yeah. and then going back to you know the bigger Fantastic Four, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, so, it's it, it's. That's what it is. So, like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I always get so confused with how they handled Marvel so well, and then just fucking because they gave it to one person, <laughs> yeah, and he understands the books, where they can go, what has to happen, yeah. and he's he he's a good director of many different things. Like yeah. he's he's the man in charge. Everyone's looking to him to steer the ship, yeah. and Star Wars doesn't really have that. Yeah. They have Catherine, what's her name, who, who doesn't... But she's... Yeah, she just she's seems not, like a, a money person, it seems like, right? So She's not yeah. steering the same, you know, yeah. way that... That's what I'm Feige saying. It, it's just, it's always been weird. Like, it's always been a very, very weird thing. And But, like, they have the whole John Favreau. They're kind of, like, fixing a lot of that with John Favreau in the, the TV universe, right? He so, gets it, too, right? He yeah. started the whole Marvel thing as well. Yeah. Like, he yeah. gets it. So, dude, like... And also... Also, one of those directors who's been around for a while and nobody's came after him for being a piece of shit, which always makes me happy. I can't believe that's the fucking industry, man. Like, I just, I don't understand that. Like, clear it all out. Let's start new. It's 2022. Let's yeah. all just be good people let's and be good treat people. humans yeah. like humans. Let's like, not, what? Let's not jerk off on potted plants. Let's like, uh. let's... <laughs> <laughs> power, man. Absolute power c- corrupts. Absolutely. I want Jerry. What's your take on Final Destination? Like, I'm excited that it's continuing, especially with his hands on it. If he's got an idea for it, I've always loved that franchise. I will never not be at one of those movies opening night. Like yeah. it did. I I really think that it's a concept that I think could be stretched basically for the rest of eternity. Yeah. You know, it, it's the concept of like death coming for it. Yeah, and I I think that with what you're talking about, I think it's, it's such a good step in the right direction to kind of continuing it on. 
because you know as the later films went on i think a lot of it kind of it's like saw to me yeah you know it i was think turning as it went Richard on Horn it turned shit. in yeah. it turned into stuff that it really kind of wasn't like i just showed my kids the first final destination a couple months ago and like i was kind of like it had been years since I watched it, and I was so impressed with just like the technical skill of it, the the, the storytelling, yeah. you know. And I I think that this this new one, I think it's a really good opportunity, and I I, I super think that they have like their heads on straight Dude, about it. I I would I really approve of uh, uh, get into it, those movies because they like they have that weird like there's no killer it's death itself right it's this like invisible force kind of like i mean it it's like it doesn't have a face on it so they do go out and do things like they bring in todd uh to be like the coroner in the films and like they bring in Candyman to do all this shit they just so they mm-hmm. do so much that's like really cool and dude you will still to this day you see motherfuckers who see like those tree trucks or semi yeah the logging it, trucks fuck yeah final destination two it scarred me yeah. for life man some of the I craziest kills it, i've still, still ever it's seen one of the 10 best openings of any horror film i think that that one yeah it's it, just so fucking solid yeah it's i've seen it's it so many times brutal. and it's still fucking yeah I, I can't be on a freeway without like <laughs> yeah. dude after driving so around good. california a couple of months ago i understand why Jesus Christ, dude! Fucking yeah, yeah we're maniacs, awful. maniacs! I still thought I thought I was gonna die driving back from my wedding that day. Like that fucking that goddamn Uber driver. That bitch was like, couldn't, didn't have the right glasses, couldn't see, didn't know what she was doing, and fuck. I was like, hey, here I go. It was like my brother at Universal Studios, just super impatient. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your brother fucking with you, man. Your brother fucking with you. Oh shit. Um, I have to say, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like the no music, it, it's a weird thing. But like with the video, the movie all being you know recorded off a of video, right? And to the effect that it, 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 like, especially like that that beginning of the third act with like him, Aaron being at home, it's so good. But. Mm-hmm. The no music really, really does a lot, and it, I feel like it. Well, it adds. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Cody. No, as I was gonna say, you're, you're right. It adds atmosphere. It adds like you know it, it, that, and it adds to the uh, authenticity of it. Yeah, you know, because I think with found footage, the first thing that will pull me out of it is it's like suddenly there's like musical stings, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, you know I forget what I mean? there's like, a. There was a movie that did that. It was like it was supposed to be found footage, but it didn't know what it was. It didn't yeah. realize what it was actually trying I to be. Could it's be like, wrong, but I, I even think Romero's Diary of the Dead did it here and there. Oh, uh, it's been that, years since yeah. I've seen that. That movie but was like, a mess. That's, that's that is the first thing that will pull me out of found footage movie is when I stop believing the gimmick, you know. And yeah. I think you watch Creep and you're invested in it to where to where at the end with that big reveal, you believe that this, you believe that you just, you could, you could have seen this whole thing in his collection. Like you just watched. Yeah, totally. You know, it feels off. That's also what makes the whole movie work as a whole. And like, I was, I I was liking it, but the ending and the, Mm -hmm. the, the cupboard itself made me fucking love this movie because I'm like, well, because of the idea we had for captive and all that stuff. But, I, I also just randomly a couple days ago because um my like there was like a water main break outside my house and I was like messing with stuff in the corner of my basement and I found just like a whole bunch of shit from back in the day but I found my stack of old DV 
tapes, like mini DV tapes that mm -hmm. we, all those interviews I was just telling you about with at Cuff and shit are all on those mini DV tapes and shit. I'm like, awesome. oh man, blast from the past. But then mm -hmm. we watched this and I'm like, oh dude, like that was definitely on probably the exact same camera that I have over there as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, I, the, the, the stuff with the, I think like the scene that really like escalates a lot of it is after the uh, he he drugs his whiskey with Benadryl and <laughs> he's trying to look for his keys and when the fucking sister calls and, yeah yeah and she's like get out of the house because she get the fuck out yeah. of there <laughs> and you're like because you don't know at this point like you assume he's fucked up but like. When the the sister that you thought was the wife the whole time because of the, these insane stories he's been telling him, and you go, oh, this like this, she says it's like the sister of this motherfucker is like, yeah, you're in trouble. Get the fuck out of this house. You guys are going, oh, this guy is. That's when just, the danger feels real. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. much like mm -hmm. the rest of it. You're it just right yeah, it's it's that like, I mean, how many people do you know that is like? this guy on some level like i i mean we've all spent a lot of time on the internet over the last couple of years because of you know covid and like i've been <laughs> exactly <laughs> i've been in a lot of twitch chats where i'm like you you see how people type and you're like this is like the dude from creep like like people just have, yeah who have no social context and like i think are more open with it because they you're they're just typing right they're not like having to be like half the people in your chat yeah i mean they're watching me of course so god damn it josh you motherfucker <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's it's not common for like that kind of weird awkward person to be like dangerous right and so that's like the point mm -hmm. where you're just like oh shit this motherfucker could like chop his head off and like nobody will know and obviously the sister like you have to go what's the con i mean Killers never know, like, people know people are, like, weird, right? But it's the same thing you hear with every single fucking serial killer when they call it, like, oh, they were, you know, they were so nice. Like, I mean, they made it sound like Jeffrey Dahmer was the nicest little man uh, in the neighborhood in, in, the like, the 80s when he was eating the, the gay people he brought back from the bars, right? So it's, uh, you, when you escalate that, that, that next step, you go, oh, and then... The whole, like, as soon as Aaron gets out and goes back to his house, that whole fucking segment is... I love how they shot it to show all the stuff they did, right? Like, the camera, like, on, like, the him opening up, like, the packages and him watching these mm -hmm. DVDs and him doing all this stuff. And it's like, they do such a good job of showing, like, being one continuous shot for all these scenes and not, like, you're not cutting seven times, dude. My wife and I just watched the uh, the 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 whole Resident Evil series, and again we we never we've never seen the seventh one. But the last film in that, I don't know what the fuck Paul W S A Anderson was doing, but he cuts for insane amount of times all over that film, and it just makes it hard to watch. And like, it's funny how again, that's one of the things I love about these little independent horror films that like are forced to be creative with stuff. They don't do shit that they're like, 
that makes no sense, right? They they don't do shit. They that... let it. They let their scenes breathe, and yeah. I think I appreciate the hell out of this movie just for that. Yeah, it, that makes it like I said more authentic, and also as a viewer, you know, like that fast editing, like it, it just doesn't work for this kind of stuff. And I think when found footage movies do that, yeah, that's another thing that's really easy, like to lose its viewer. Yeah. This movie, like you said, like a lot of it, a lot of the scenes are like long, continuous shots. Yeah. To where, like, even as it as like it gets more stressful and more intense, like as a viewer, you kind of want to leave the situation, but you can't. It forces you to watch yeah. it all play out in front of you yeah. in these long takes, dude. It's it, see, like this movie's good, but I think a lot of people don't really take the time to appreciate how well made it is. Yeah. It ramps the tension when you do that. And this like mm-hmm. this movie, it relies on that because it relies on like you not completely you well, you're you're essentially the, the filmmaker in this, right? So you're seeing it through his eyes and his eyes are innocent. So you you don't know one hundred percent if he is capable of what he's capable of at the end. So and that's yeah. why why it's wrapped up so nicely at the end with him saying, and that's why you're the fucking best because you thought that, but you're a fucking idiot too. Yeah. <laughs> it's man. Like that. The ending is still like, I remember watching it the first time and you're sitting there and the, the shot is set up so perfectly, right? Like it's yeah, set up for thirds. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. But there's like no room behind Aaron. Like there's no room behind Aaron in that shot. And you go, you're just watching from this car, which is the other genius part of it. And he's just sitting there and fucking Joseph coming out. And (laughs) I, it is actually kind of hysterical how he walks up behind him in that trench coat. Like mm-hmm. you see the fucking like axe kind of come out, but you don't really see it. And then he's putting on the peach fuzz mask and like 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 str- it looks like he's stretching. Like he's like, gotta get that right. Uh, yeah, gonna get that <laughs> and you right. You see it. You see it. Yeah, see it, and you're like, no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, and it fucking happens. Yeah, it feels like I I wonder, man. I do have to wonder, like if that didn't happen in this movie, it like creep just feels like a like it, it plays like an, a drama right like an awkward drama mm-hmm. kind of thing and it's funny because you were talking about like uh audiences not appreciating stuff like like how well it's made dude there are, there's a large portion of our population that ref- like hate watching things that make you feel awkward right like that's why like i think like like look at the office if it wasn't the office especially early on where like that show can make you feel real awkward at times. Like if that didn't do that as much as it did, that show probably would have been way bigger than it was. And it was pretty big anyways, right? Because there are people, my wife is one of those people. She hates movies that make you feel awkward like that. And well, I, I think that's because we don't, as people, we don't like to feel awkward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why like, like Sean Baker is one of my favorite filmmakers ever. And like Red Rocket came out, I think in December, and we watched that a couple times. And that movie made me feel so uncomfortable at times because I've known people like that. Yeah, you know, these kind of low lives that use people every chance they get, and yeah. you know, sell pot, sell pot on the corner to like kids. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
that, that kind of white trash mentality that is, is so prevalent in like Sean Baker's films. Yeah. Like I grew up from that stuff. Yeah. So it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like they don't want to feel uncomfortable. So they think it, it's a bad thing when it, in reality, it's a fucking cool thing yeah. that a film has that power to get inside of you yeah. and kind of like breathe. Yeah. Well, dude, that's and it's, it's not easy to do either. I like, I feel like, right. Cause it doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. Like, We've like during this podcast, like all the, the times I felt like uncomfortable, uncomfortable like that is like this movie and like the stylist. Like we've this is sixty nine episodes, and I felt like awkward, awkward, real, yeah, <laughs> like twice. And it's like it it's so often like it's rare. I feel like films to just like just make it hold on to a feeling like for the entire film, like especially like that, like it's uh, like the awkwardness in these films. Uh, another one I, I really like to point out when I talk about like stuff like that, uh, a good woman is hard to find. That movie was like tense from the fucking get go. Yeah. Until the very last shot. Have you seen that one, Jerry? I haven't. Yeah. I need to, dude, it is. You were telling me about yeah, that. Yeah. It's like you are tense. And it doesn't let up for the entire film. And you're just like, stop, stop, stop. Like, you're like, you just, like, it's, it's not totally. always like a, like a thing, right? Like, is that Shudder? Uh, yeah, it's on Shudder. Okay, cool. It's very British. It's very, very British. Um, but you're very British. I am very British. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I was going to say something and then Josh <laughs> farted and now here we are. Oh, oh God damn it, Josh. God damn it, Josh. Um, but like, uh, it's it's funny though. Like, at, having rewatched this one, like I uh, I sit there and go, well, it's less awkward the second time, right? Because you know where it's going, right? It's that like, right. it. I think that that's a big part of it. Like when you're watching this film for the first time, you're like, the awkwardness is has that heavy feeling because you don't know what's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Josh, how we like? Yeah, yeah. Were you like sitting there the whole time watching this the first time and going, like, thinking, "What the fuck is this crazy motherfucker gonna actually pull off?" I, yes and no, because like, it, it because I know it's a horror movie, I know that something's gonna happen. That you yeah. know, like that. That's the only. I, I wish I went into it not knowing it was a horror movie. Yeah. And then I would have been more, I don't know, I would have been more long for the ride because I knew there was going to be an eventual payoff uh, horrifically. Yeah. I don't know, just because I knew it was a horror movie, right? So that almost took away something from me. But then mm-hmm. because the ending was so satisfying and just that cupboard at the end was just like everything to me. I was just like, oh, fuck. And he's so like totally. smug about it, too. I'm just like, this guy is not just a creep. He's fucking nuts. And I love it because yeah. it's just that's the like, best it's, thing. I think that's the best enough thing. Legs. The no, totally. I think that's the best thing about the second one is that he's so just depressed about like midlife crisis. Yeah. But that kind of arrogance is kind of gone. Yeah. Most of the movie. Oh, dude, kinda like... dude, that, that fucking, like, I have to watch that film again. Cause I just, I, the thing that I end up remembering, there's a couple scenes of that, but that that last scene in the forest is just so off the wall, batshit crazy after everything that's happened in these couple of films, and it's like, yeah, I man, 
it it's just the that movie is more of who's the predator and who's the prey than like this one is mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. this film you know Aaron's the prey the <laughs> entire time. Um, Aaron, Second one's more of a cat and mouse kind of thing. Yeah, and the one where you're like, yeah. but who was actually, you know, who's the cat? Who's the mouse? Who's like everything? who's using who? Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, it's weird because like, it, and it's impressive that Patrick. Patrick Bryce, obviously, who plays Aaron, is the director still. Of it's like everything on this film is like you get director Patrick Patrick Bryce, writers Patrick Bryce. And he's went on to do some like pretty interesting movies. He like, he went see. did the second creep. He did oh god, what was that movie with Demi Moore like a year or two ago? He did Corporate Animals. Yeah, and, and then he did. Uh, there's someone. Is it? There's someone in your house. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah the one on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. And like, yeah, that's where like that. so many of these movies all together. Like, I hadn't seen Creep one or two, and people were like, "What the fuck?" And then that one, and then Hush as well was the, those are like the handful oh, of movies yeah. that I, yeah. I'm like, man. And then they're all kind of like in similar kind of well, respects dude, to one another too. So. Dude, you're gonna mm-hmm. watch watch Hush because Hush is the Jerry and I talked about it while you're gone and like the 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 Flanagan universe. Like he's got his own cinematic universe he's building because the He is to hand trauma what Tarantino is to like close ups of feet. Yeah. <laughs> dude there's some fucked up shit. But like the 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 character in uh Hush is his wife who but her her she's the author of Midnight Mass then you go on to midnight oh, mass being but he's actually doing like the hold on it's like, like oh, yeah I love that. so then like midnight mass the show is yeah it's it's wonderful like what kevin gerald's smith does game. yeah in gerald's game the book of midnight mass is on the mantle yeah dude i still buddy to... christ and everything <laughs> no no dude dude that hand scene in gerald's game that scene is one of those scenes that i'm like even as that scene i'm like Ugh! Ugh! dude it 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 like literally made me puke and yeah. i i don't do that from movies yeah. i don't know what it was but like i had to get up and i vomited i don't i have no it's, idea why it just felt so yeah. real but it was also so like Ugh. That, that i heard yeah gerald's game is fucking great yeah have you not mm-hmm. watched that one either no we'll dude. have to do that at some point I, I need like a whole flanagan week or something dude, yeah that's i mean <laughs> it's kind of what john Jerry and I did. We did the we did Midnight Mass and we did Hush and man, that man is. Isn't Midnight Mass a TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a limited okay. series. Yeah. yeah, he. uh It was funny because when Jerry and I went to the uh, Halloween Horror Nights, the the one of the best ones there was the the uh, Hounding of Bly Manor, which was just nice. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that and, and I'm up here in Canada, so fucking far away. Yeah. Josh was like, what are you at? I'm like, oh, we're at. <laughs> but, man, I... It... I help out with the, like, Calgary equivalent to that, like, the, the Hexpo and mm-hmm. the Calgary, uh, like, Oricon and stuff. So, like, I get to, you know, meet whoever's there and do all that stuff. But, like, it's, it's, like, this big in comparison to what you guys have going on down there, right? Yeah. Well, dude, it's, it's Jerry and I figured out, though, like, it's... To even see those things when you go into that the Halloween Horror Nights, you need to have a pass because they they go, oh, if you don't have a pass, we're gonna shit directly into your mouth. <laughs> like I spent yeah. I spent six hundred dollars to go through the, my wife and my for the the just the Halloween Horror Night part part of it. So like really, yeah, because 
we we uh like fast pass kind of shit right yeah like uh, we got one pass yeah. to every house which was at least enough that we got to see everything but yeah, yeah I, I don't think i went i think there was like three or four that i didn't get to go to yeah because everything took so long we waited hours. And my brother yeah we yeah your brother <laughs> We waited hours to see the Halloween one, which was Halloween four one, which was so good. Yeah, oh man, yeah. We, I'm sitting there, and Jerry's gonna show up like midday, and he's like, "Hey, uh, again, back to the Jerry's luck thing that we talked about earlier." He woke up, stubbed his stubbed his toe so bad that like he had to go get his toenail ripped off, like by like the oh, like, that's like, the worst. Yeah, the urgent oh, care. Walked that's around the worst. Universal Studios that night for my. <laughs> <laughs> he's just no. he's just like stoned out of his mind going through. Oh, like, dude! Yeah, you didn't bring a scooter, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I, I I think my pride got the best of me. I should have. Jerry, I have to tell you, <laughs> my, my my favorite part about that is like that my friend from this area was there the next day. Casey Nightboard was there the next day, Josh, and uh, oh, really nice. She was there with our friend Richie. And Richie lives in L.A., but he he's in a wheelchair. And like they got to go. That's the way you do it. You got to bring a friend in a wheelchair, and they get you like. You... Oh, that's a good yeah. Hey, <laughs> damn it, man. Yeah, I didn't know about this until afterwards. Well, like, next time I break my foot or mess up my <laughs> yeah, get a fucking wheelchair, man. <laughs> um, I was like limping through the Halloween four maze, jumping like a cat. Yeah, dude, I that. I don't know if I ever tell you about this, uh, Josh. When we I was in the the haunting of, of Bly Manor, the one of the things I, I think they thought I was going to go backwards when they swung at me, and I kind of went forwards instead. And they smacked me in the head. <laughs> They're just like bam, and I'm like God damn it. Also, I'm six three and I have a giant head, but um, yeah. It, this movie it, it's funny because it's like there there's stuff to talk about, but it's not that like it's not like it's eighty minutes one, and it's like one hundred seventeen minutes. We talked about every yeah, single yeah. little meat yeah. potato that this movie has. So <laughs> it's it's not like all I have to say the murder scene at the end of the park. I the, like I w- was w- real close this time because I don't know if I paid attention the first time because you don't know what's going to happen. But like I knew what was happening this time, and like man, you see you see the the squib or whatever he hits. You see the blood is like going. Yeah, you see it yeah. fly up in the air, and it's like. Damn, I, I kind of want to go back and like just stop the scene with the uh, with the uh, the t- videotapes and see if I could like go through all of them. I kind of I tried to like look at them this time and I'm like, like it's all just random names like that. And you go, I I, I wonder if they've ever talked about like how many people this motherfucker like killed or or took out or all this and and uh, like what kind of like lore they've built up in their own minds about him, right? That's what I'm saying. Legs for days. So many fucking possibilities with this character now because of that cupboard, right? And whenever you give a character that much, yeah, it's backstory. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to watch the second one. And we're gonna have to do the second one. Jerry can come back and we'll talk about the second one too because that movie is like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, there should be a towel with that. Yeah, like a big yellow towel. No, not the yellow one. That's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're talking about that foosball again. That foosball again. Um, yeah, I. Are you I talking just, sports again? Come on, man. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what the actual budget of this film was, and I don't know if I could actually figure out what it was. But it like. Well, I I think it it's hard to because it most of the movie marketing was kind of filmed. Ex- no, most of the movie was filmed very independently. Yeah, and then Blumhouse came on and like gave them a little money to like pad it up. You know, so yeah. I think the actual budget kind of fluctuates depending on 
Yeah. You know, here's eighty percent of the movie costs this much. Yeah. And well, it's you know. yeah, it's the it's exact like same thing with like paranormal uh, activity, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like as soon as Steven Spielberg saw it and then was scared of it and then was like, Here's a million dollars, make the ending better. It's like, well the movie only costs like ten G's, so that's kind of a lot of money, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they give him like a hundred thousand, right? Or like a million dollars or something insane to like finish. Yeah, off but then, with. you know, with uh as soon as it got picked up, then they had marketing budgets and all that other shit. So you you say the movie was made for under a hundred thousand, but then all of a sudden it wasn't at the same time. So I, yeah. I you know, I, I, we fucking love that movie here yeah. on the show for sure. Yeah. Dude, Paranormal Activity, I still say, is like probably like the the scariest movie theater experience because of the like, movie oh, yeah. itself and the crowd. Did I tell and you the hype, about, yeah. did I tell you about that dinner party? I don't know if you told me about us about or me about the dinner party now. Two thousand and okay, when did David Bowie die? Do you guys know what year? Was that around seventeen? Here, let me look it up. No, I think it was like fifteen, around see. there. But the week David Bowie died, I was in Los Angeles for like a bunch of writing assignments, and 16, uh, a 16. friend of mine, okay, friend of mine was like, "Hey." I'm going to go to a, there's this dinner party at a friend's house to celebrate David Bowie's life. Do you want to go? And I was like, I got a lot of work done. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And they're like, you should really go. And I go, is it just like a chill thing? Yeah, it's a chill thing. So I had like jeans with ripped knees. And I think like, I don't know, like a slipknot shirt or some bullshit. So I yeah. go to this thing. We drive up and it's this massive mansion. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's Oren Pelly's house, the director of Paranormal Activity. And I go to this dinner party that he's throwing. I go in, and that fucking Ouija board that was on fire is right in the middle of it. The guy has, like, a massive theater at his home, two pools, and he screamed a labyrinth. And this little dinner party, he had, like, a personal chef with menus, and every person got to order off of it. Everyone was, like, decked out to the nines. I'm wearing, like, jeans. And Oren Pelly, the director, is wearing fucking sweats. Dude. Nice yeah. ever. Dude, that's amazing. That's really cool. Because uh, he said it was it was a chill thing. Like <laughs> him, but <laughs> Dude, that's so like I mean, I I, I wanna know, like I mean I do and I don't, but like how much that motherfucker made they like, just like from that film itself because i'm assuming they gave him like huge amount of percentages and the movie made massive amounts of money he and- moved i think to uh he moved to a different country a couple years ago and he sold that house and i can't remember the amount that it was listed on yeah but it was like mind-blowing how much that house was being sold for yeah that's fuck well dude i mean a million dollars in la is like you're in the ghetto <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fuck man uh so I, this I, I I do really enjoy this film. I like I don't think this film's for everyone. Also, like we we talked about it, like it's it's got that like if you don't like if you can't handle awkward stuff, it's it's up yeah. there, man. Like the tubby scene is just like you start going. I Mark is just fucked up, and I, I love it because of that. But he's like, and then I'm gonna put you in the tubby, and it's just like yeah. so. This invisible baby that doesn't exist. Yeah, well, it's that's the thing. Like we were talking about, we keep talking about like, the the horror improv is like you just you take something that's like could be really funny and you just you, you just twist it a little bit, like just a little bit. Like 
and you go, okay, and then you go, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And but man, it's it, it like literally, it's like seventy seven yeah, minutes. A lot of the like best uh, horror movies understand that like you need that like release yeah. and then the comedic timing to like add to it. Like even Midsummer has like a, lo- a lot of the funniest jokes in like a crazy dark serious yeah. shitty time movie. Yeah. But then Jordan Peele obviously gets it too because he's best of both worlds right now, right? Yeah. So like a, a lot of the funniest scenes and funniest characters are just the relief. Of like some really tense shit going on, right? Me, so my, my this wife, movie does that well too. I've been chasing my wife around the house lately, going, Megan, Megan, and she's like, No, no. If you've never seen the, the, the Megan skits, are, yeah, are just they're they're batshit crazy, and like it's like, oh man, um, yeah. It, well, that's the like that's like. Andy, Andy, on Dead in Santa Carla talks about it all the time, and Brian and those guys, and like I, I, I subs- like subscribe to the same theory. Like you can't be like, it's it's very hard to be up like ten tense the whole time, and like because you're on guard that whole time. But when you have those comic relief stuff, it like it kind of like lets your guard down and it makes it like easier to scare the shit out of you, right? And that's when they they always put a jump scare right after one of those like, like yeah. you know. Release yeah. parts mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like ah you're like dude, oh what the fuck dude and jerry i'm gonna we're, we're i want to talk again and after like you see scream because there is a scene in that film that like that fucks with you uh, about scares and, and josh and i talked about all yes last week where they're like you know where you like a door opens or something like that and you're like mm, yeah they're like okay this is gonna happen and they just fuck with you and you just fine they're not gonna fuck with us and yeah it's that kind of thing so it's like the exorcist three yeah gag. yeah dude i'm so yeah. mad i'm still so mad that that fucking scene got ruined for me before i saw it because that scene's so fucking good man dude you, second you, favorite movie of all time i love, I love that, that movie. movie it's so underrated and the fucking that the scenes with uh with uh chucky and uh and uh yeah what do you call him? Kinderman. Yeah, it's just like yeah. it's so creepy and so cool, man. If you you yeah. you like Exorcist three, don't you, Josh? Or have you even seen Exorcist three? I don't think I've even seen it to be honest. Ah, oh, dude, There's it's another a really movie. great, really great continuation of the first movie. Yeah, it's I never even saw the second one, and it's like, dude, I don't know. I grew up in a time where, no. like, by the time I was like, no. you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a little bit younger than Jerry, but like, it's like when by the time i'm like you know 10 you're like you're you have like jason goes to hell and like the final night <laughs> like all like all the shit that's like the bad ends of horror movies of yeah. these franchise mm-hmm. and so like like i never knew psycho 2 and 3 were good i never knew exorcist like i never knew texas chainsaw massacre 2 was good because like you don't get you just get like oh it's a shit like it's it's leprechaun in space. Like you just assumed it was bad, and like it's that kind of stuff. I'm I'm glad I'm got to go back and pick up a lot of that stuff and just see see a lot of these series that get like shit on a lot, and it's like they get shit on a lot. But there's a lot of cool stuff. I I still think fucking Texas Chainsaw Two is one of my I think this is my favorite Texas Chainsaw. I mean that's like it's great. It's yeah, a, like yeah but so I don't know. Um, and that's what I mean. That's what I love. I mean, it's funny in like. Jerry, like we talk about, like you know, we talk about music a lot and everything like that. You and I, but like, it's it's really cool to see how like now, like you don't get if it doesn't feel like you get it's 
it's way easier to not be like locked yourself in on. Like, I only listened to like hard rock 97.3. I'm yeah. like, like it's way easier to open up to like movies and music and because of the internet and everything like that, and which is so cool. And it's like, it's not now like where you have to randomly find some VHS tape of some film that you never heard of. Like now you can just find it on a streaming service. Like if, totally. something's, if something's on shutter and it says shutter exclusive on it, I'm likely to give it a shot. And very few times have I been like, oh, ugh, shutter, uh, no, no, no shutter. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I, it's it another it, off the walls. We're going all over the place. Show, but Jerry, it's always man. It's I, I love talking. Whatever. To That's what I love about I know, murder I love it too. Come on, it's the best, man. I love it. Um, no, dude. I, every time I've been on the show, like that's that's my favorite thing. I've been on yeah. so many shows, and I used to co-host Pot on the Pendulum. And I, while I liked doing that, a lot of it was like super long research, and you know, it's like it's a good show. Like it's good at being that, but like I think yeah. I feel most comfortable just like chatting with people about movies yeah. after a movie in the parking lot. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. What that's what I've. Oh, yeah. That's why I made any of the shows that I made online. Was because uh, I, we used to all go to movies together as like just you know either a band or, or close mm-hmm. friends and stuff, and we would spend an hour being those assholes right outside the theater in the hall in the way talking, or we go for a beer after or something like that. Yeah. It's like that is something that we all have loved movies or have helped make movies or done whatever for so fucking long. It's like this is why why not just make it into that? And yeah. then when. When uh, Rod approached me for this, he's like, no, like, this is it. Let's bro down. And we're ADD. I'm like, fucking A. Like, but it's so easy to just have a conversation with people that know something and yeah. love it as much as we all do. And horror you guys has passion. Really quickly, you guys should get shirts for your podcast that actually says that let's bro down and we're ADHD. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm told- Dude I, I have a friend who... Uh, uh, I met like he started following me on Twitter and we kind of bullshit back and forth. He, he does a, he's like a d- designer by day and he does, uh, mm-hmm. he does a lot of designs for like independent wrestler guys, like the, the wrestlers on the scene. And I'm like, I reached out to him last month. I'm like, can you think maybe like next month you could like, you're going to have like some time to do something like that. And I need to reach back out to him, but he does cool shit. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I like, Brian from uh, uh, from Dead in Santa Carla did a little thing, but we haven't done any logo like because it's just been getting the podcast going with how slow it is and how bad I advertise myself or ourselves. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's I, 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 I <laughs> whatever I, I approve of that. Let's bro down and ha- a- a- ADHD. I am I am completely okay with these things. Let's bro down. See, he's ADD, so he has to write it down right now, or it will never happen. Yeah, and I'll probably, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Jerry, we are, we'll do Creep Tune soon, and you got to come back and, I mean. Yeah, let me know. I'm dude, done. Dude, you had another hey, movie. this is my first time meeting you, Jerry. I fucking love you, man. Jerry's Thanks awesome. For, like, Likewise. honestly, I had, uh, I had some shitty times going on, so to have, like, someone as cool as you be able to, like, be awesome and you know like i'm just i'm happy that you exist man yeah likewise both of you guys it was good times man and it's funny the world we live in where like again dude i most of my friends that i have right now that i talk to on a daily basis i have met online and like and just like 
and you don't go anywhere now. Like, and so it's like you meet so many cool people like in your little circles. And it's like, we go back to what you said earlier about just, just trying to embrace positive stuff. And like, mm-hmm. like we had Friday. Not toxic though. positivity. But yeah. we're happy people. Yeah. I will say, though, I still did think this episode was going to be on Creep by TLC. So I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> don't go. Ch- no. And I, I, I don't know Creep as well. Cause the Waterfalls is the song that, like, you know, you go, damn. Um, damn. But, yeah, no, honestly, I'd, I'd love to come back. Yeah, dude, dude Jerry, I messaged Jerry, like, multiple times. Like, it's funny, even when we don't talk for, like, a week or two, it's like, can get, sit back and like cherry this insane thing and so she's like well, mm-hmm. it's going off again it's here it comes so. <laughs> and yeah. then jerry goes god damn it rod <laughs> i mean that's what we all go god damn it rod it's a it's a reoccurring reimagining of rod's life um okay so josh i don't think we're we have a for next week we have a movie potentially lined up but Ooh, we're not we're not yes. gonna call it uh yet uh just in case find it. Yeah. yeah um Jerry, what else are you working on uh, days that like you got your? I know you've been like throwing up your whole like like SoundCloud thing and like to sell like or uh, your yeah, whole uh, just the Bandcamp stuff. Yeah. it's always on there. Uh, Twitter, Jerry is just okay. Uh, I'm working. I have a book coming out this year from Bear Manor about the the faith themes in William Peter Blatty's uh, Faith Trilogy: Exorcist, Ninth Configuration, Exorcist Three. Uh, I have a little novella coming out later, I think May. It's this really fucking weird-ass story about this, basically this dude who is told to write a journal by his therapist recounting when he was a kid and he went to a family reunion in the campsite and basically this cult basically killed his whole bloodline at a family reunion and he had to escape. So the guy's writing, the whole book is basically the journal of this guy through his therapy recounting everything. So it's wild. Yeah, that yeah. sounds nice. cool. Like I, I'm gonna have to check That's that sick. out. Have you? There's a, a movie that I bring up periodically just because of when I saw it. But Martha Marcy May Marlene, the the I love that fucking movie yeah. so much. I yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that. So I went to a screening of that in Denver, and the director came, and Elizabeth Olsen came, and like mm-hmm. I asked a question, and you that, instantly fell in love. Dude, I fell in love, but like. That I'd never seen her in anything, and that movie was just fucking. That was her first movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie was killer, man, and it yeah. made me feel all kinds of weird. But like, that's the kind of stuff you're like that, and that's the that I'm like, no, like that movie, like I struck that movie. By the way, has the most tongue twister name of all time that I I forgot. What was I that think, movie she was in early on that was like a the found footage style where it was just following her around and she was getting chased and stuff. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but that one was, was fucking weird. good too. That was yeah. a, that was around the time where everyone was kind of doing that. That was, I think, that was around the Cloverfield time, and yeah, that one was like a a slasher movie, but like found footage or whatever. But I will put Jerry's like all his links in the the episode. Uh, Jerry is li- literally one of my favorite people in the whole world, and uh, also late happy birthday it was Jerry's birthday last week, so. Thank you, sir. 41. Happy 41. birthday. Happy oh, birthday. Silent House. That's what it is. Silent House. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which was a remake of a European movie, I think. I think, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, we, uh, we'll, so we'll put it out when we're officially know what we're doing next week. Um, 
if we can't do the, right. the movie we were looking at, then we'll figure something. Josh and I will figure something else out. Um, and we're on our toes every week. I mean, that's <laughs> what we are. The like when we know come into a movie knowing what we're doing a week it just it, it's not murder moose it doesn't even feel right yeah. to be honest yeah a couple <laughs> like t- three weeks ago jerry we were like we're like we started talking and we're like oh we're gonna do scream next week because it was like the episode before scream came out and like we're like mm-hmm. this is weird we know what the fuck we're doing <laughs> so yes yeah, so we mur- recorded early and everything yeah, too yeah. i was like what the fuck is this yeah Mur- murder moose pod is uh murder moose.com is the website uh murder moose pod is on our twitter Rod underscore Johnston on Twitter. Josh WRB everywhere. Josh is streaming drums, which is always a good time. So come hang out on Sundays and stuff like that. He does that. He's making TikToks now. Josh oh, my God. TikToks. I'm so fucking old. It yeah. makes me feel old. But, hey, <laughs> and, I put myself back out there. Yep. And I'm also streaming four days a week. So I, it's been. Yeah, but, dude, you've been killing it, by the way. Just wanted to let you know. I see you on there. No, it's it's not an easy thing. To stay consistent when yeah. you're as ADD as uh, as Rod and I, but just a, a content creation in general to see you, I I applaud you, man. You're fucking killing it. So just hear that and continue. You're Thank killing you, buddy. it. I love your face. Okay, everybody. Jerry, thanks again. I love your face, buddy, and you're always welcome here. And Josh, I love you, motherfucker. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>